Blog Talk Radio. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. All right, we are back. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clarky Blog Talk Radio Show for June 20th, 2009. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clarty, and your co-host for today is Brother Blondie. Live right here from Columbus, Ohio, with real talk every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the place to be to solve problems, to get heard, and to hear what's going on right here on the Lardy Blog Talk Radio Show. We will be right back. Last night I cried, tossed and turned, woke up with my eyes, my mind was racing, we were pacing. Lord, help me, please tell me what I have gotten into. When my three miles clear my mind, it always helps me out. It's my therapy when I'm losing it, which is using me. Emotional, Oh, oh, oh. 
Well, all right. We are back on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. The question for today is, have you ever demised or defrauded? Have you been falsely accused by someone? Have you ever been victimized by your own judicial system that you seek help from? Do you think false accusers get protection from the court system? What can be done about it? If you have said yes to all of the above questions, get on and tell us about it at 347-884-8684. We hope you will join us on these discussions and share your comments, views, or solutions to this problem and bring awareness on the subject no matter where you live. Your families and your communities are important and so are your rights. Speak up and speak out. Speak out, America. It's your right to have justice where justice is. Now, as we ask the questions that we ask, if you need to write us, contact us at WCLARTY, that's W-C-L-A-R-Y, at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com or email Brother Blondie at brotherblondie at hotmail.com. We will be right back again with some news updates, okay, and more on false accusing, judicial court victimization, and fraud, fraud, fraud. We will be right back. The cutting off welfare is Yeah. 
Now my little brother wants to follow with my footsteps all Good evening, everybody. Good evening, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. Uh, the first song you heard was Miss Vivian Green and Emotional Roller Coaster. And uh, the other song you heard was Tupac Shakur from his debut CD, Tupacalypse Now, and that's a soldier story. And 
I'll explain the soldier story uh, to you uh, uh, right after I get to our news update uh, coming from BET.com. Now, the whole world's been talking about this NFL story. Uh, Cleveland Browns star wide receiver Dante Stallworth was uh, he pled guilty to uh, DUI manslaughter. Uh, he ran over a uh, construction worker uh, at 7.15 a.m. after he, he was uh, finishing, uh, you know, doing his uh, partying. And the uh, victim, uh, Mario Reyes, a 59-year-old construction worker, he was just coming home from uh, work. And... Uh, they gave Dante Stallworth a uh, 30-day jail sentence for DUI manslaughter. I mean, talk about judicial fraud from the financial level. It looks like, Lardy Miss Cardi, that uh, if you got the money, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, to do less time, I guess you could do that. Now, the NFL, on the other hand, has suspended uh, Stallworth for his uh uh, actions and you, you you know even if they suspend him for the rest of this football season, uh, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh that's nothing compared to you know the fact that uh, he he only getting a uh, thirty day uh, uh, jail sentence now because he's a football player and last year he signed a seven year thirty five million dollar deal. With the Cleveland Browns, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, he was able to easily, uh, you know, reach a settlement with the Reyes uh, family. You, you, you know, here, here he is leaving a uh, how is it Miami Beach Fountain Blow Hotel partying. Uh, 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 he just finished partying after seven a.m. and uh, Miss the uh, Mr. Reyes Mario Reyes, and this happened on. March 14th, he he was just coming off after a long long evenings of work. He he, he uh, worked third shift, uh, but you you know the uh, I I wanted to do this story, Lordy Miss uh, Clardy, because this uh, cuts in ties with the judicial uh, fraud we've been uh, uh, talking about. Well, yeah, you know I think that's really really important. I think that you know for what it's all worth. Uh, people need to know about that because, see, it's just not how it's happening to people that's on grassroots level. But then it's happening right up there, you know, where all the money is, and yet still money talk and bull crap walk all day, you know. And it's just messed up thing that, you know, in order to get something done, people think that you got to have money. But sometimes it takes more than that. It takes more of integrity to want to fight for something because it's right. And based upon your on the two articles that you have spoke about, you know, were they were they were they African American people? Uh, Dante Stallworth, the uh, Cleveland Browns wide receiver, he is African American. Uh, uh, Mario Reyes, he's he's a uh, Latino, and uh, you, you you know again. Uh, Oh, and by the way, uh, Stallworth's blood alcohol level was way above uh, Florida's limit, and uh, he stopped after the crash and told officers that he hit Reyes. Stallworth was driving 50 miles an hour in a 40-mile-per-hour uh, zone 
uh, and a lot of media was upset and wanted to make comparisons, Lardy, Miss Clardy, between Dante's Star Wars situation and right, right. Michael Vick, because they was wondering, well, how can Michael Vick get two years for killing animals, but Dante Starworth got just 30 days for taking an actual human life? And the legal experts were saying the comparison was where Michael Vick tried to hide his actions, and it took his own family members, his stepfather and his cousin, who uh, to rat out on him. Dante Starworth, on the other hand, after he left the scene, he went straight to the police department, uh, turned himself in, and pled guilty to uh, everything. And so that's, and of course, you know, $35 million, that uh, uh, speaks a lot. Uh, you, you, you know, a lot, uh, lot of things. And uh, I also want to add uh, one more uh, explanation. Uh, going back to the last song that I played, Tupac Shakur's A Soldier Story, uh, uh, this is for uh, mature audiences uh, tonight. And the reason why I specifically played that song, even though it was, uh, you you know, uncut, I, as I put it, I wanted it, Lardy, Miss Clardy, to quickly expose the music side of judicial fraud. Last week we spoke about how difficult it is for an African-American with a felony record to uh, get a job. Uh But the other unfortunate part of that, one of the few legitimate jobs, in fact, the only legitimate job that financially benefits the young black felon is hip-hop. And if it means you got to degrade women and rap about guns, drugs, and use every cuss word in in the book, uh, you know, then so be it. You know, people want to talk about second chance. Well, so far, Lardy Miss Clardy, within the last 15 or 20 years, uh, rap music has been the ultimate second chance. Not so much the artist, but when he uh, has his own uh, production company or his own uh, movie company, then he or she hires their friends or someone with the exact same uh, rap sheet, you you know, uh, the, the exact same felon. And, and, you know, uh, a black man with a felony has become the ultimate marketing tool when it, when it comes to uh, hip-hop music, case in point, uh, uh, T.I. As you know, he's doing his one-year uh, bid for uh, guns p- uh, possession. That means when he gets out next year and comes out with a, a new CD, because of that rap sheet, his uh, records will uh, skyrocket it, per se. Back to the issue on felonies, uh, there are women that are included in that in that in that class as well. That's a hard time like that um, because of where they've been in life. Uh, you know, I don't think that nobody that that has a purpose in life would would be able to escape that particular lifestyle. I mean, I can't imagine somebody that cannot rap or speak or do something in life and had any experience. Nobody 
would want to listen. You know, and the purpose for having this show and also having you to speak on those issues, whether it is from, you know, the point of articles from out of the newspaper to your own uh, idea that you feel that, that rap artists such as uh, Tupac. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm not really good at this, y'all. You know, I mean, you know, I don't really uh, 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 remember the names of uh, certain certain celebrities that uh, doing rap and such things. You know, that's not. I'll try, but Tupac. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that like Tupac. You know, and that he has a real grassroots, down to earth way of telling it like it is. Even though it may seem as because he's using elusive language, but in urban hip hop and in urbanized way of life with with our children and 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 what they go through in society, you know, because we don't have a lot of good leaders that can show wholesome things. And I'm not saying that Tupac isn't a leader in his own right, but I am saying that. Uh, there are women and other young men and women that are going through, been out in the street, and, and as we know, Tupac, he died, didn't he? Yes, he uh, died on no, Friday. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I just asked yeah. a question. He died, right? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, even though he left a legacy, you know, we need to leave a legacy too. Live. You know, live for something right. We've been through a lot of things. And I'm going to leave it there for now because, uh, you know, it takes me back to when I was living in the street life, you know, and how much it took for me out. And to remember all those things, you know, I'm not hurt about it, but definitely it has given a new meaning to the way that I see things. And Although Brother Blondie, which you gotta love you because you're real in your own right. You know, you fight the power the way that you fight it because you see it and you know it's real. And so you you got the other side of what we would call the yin and yang. And so you gotta love this brother for what for what he is and for what he does because he's bringing it to you uh, with all the covers off of. Uh, well, in other words, getting to the real, getting to the real, and it's all about real talk. It's about real issues, and you know, and if you all are just listening uh, to what it is that we're talking about, you got something you want to share with us, and you know, and it's on the issues of victimization and dealing with false accusing, um, dealing with the victim, with victims in your court systems because you're seeking them for help, and it seems like that you know, brush you off. You know, because they're trying to uh, protect other interests, that is. You know, give us a cookie shy. You know, we all are going through things, and we want uh, people to know that they're not alone out there. There is a solution to the problem, uh, but we all got to get together. I want to also say that if, uh, if anybody out there has a, an NAACP in a state, city, uh, wherever it may be, um, it's good to join the NAACP because in this day and time, there are some rough things that have happened to the grassroots community, the minorities that's in it, 
And the NAACP is a a rooted and grounded organization that has been out since February 18th of 1915. Now, you know, they've been a catalyst for for all types of demonstrations and uh, dealing with issues of discrimination on any level. And our job here is to gather everybody together to know that there is a place to go to get your help. You know, my job is to be the watchdog, tell what it is going on, and to point you to the right direction where you can get a demonstration of movement or to bring awareness to the communities to your media. Um, and with that, you know, I want to I want to take time to reflect on a couple of things um, and 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 wait to see if you will all call in uh, to explain or to share any view that you have uh, with open ears, and we want to know uh, how you feel about uh, the situations that you may be in, and let's see if we can come up with some solutions. We can't do it with just one head. We need this to make a, make a solution and make it so, you know, um, just get, uh, we're, we're going to take a break for a minute, and, um, and let's do some reflecting on just the things that we have heard there. We'll be right back. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chardon and I'm over the weed cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some ice cream. See these ice cubes. See these ice creams. Eligible bachelor. Million dollar bowl. That's whiter than what's spilling down your throat. The phantom, exterior like fish eggs. The interior like suicide, that's red. I can exercise you, this could be your third egg. Cheat on your man, man, that's how you get it, his ass. Killer good to be, I know killers in the street. But the still to make you feel like you're chilling in the heat. So don't try to run up on my head, talking all that raspy shit. Trying to ask me shit. When my niggas figure that they ain't gonna pass me shit. You should think about it. Take a second. Matter of fact, you should think 4B, and think before you take a little skateboard, please. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm, and I'm pouring Chardon, and I'm over the best weed, cause I got it going home. I'm a gangster, but y'all do that. The big post dog, yeah, I had to do that. I keep a blue flag hanging out my backside, but only on the left side. Yeah, that's the crib side. Ain't no other way to play the game the way I play. I cut so much you thought I was a DJ. Two, big, big, one, yep, three. S-C and double go double G. I can't take it, just break it. And when I take it, see, I specialize in making all the girls get naked. So bring your friends, all of y'all come inside. We got a world premiere right here, not getting high. So don't change the bezel, turn it up a little. I got a living room full of fine dime bristles. Waiting on the pickle, the dizzle, 
in the chisel. She's just a pizzack. Now, ladies, can we get some? When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chanson and I'm over the best weed because I got it going home. I'm a bad boy with a lot of hoes. Drive my own cars and wear my own clothes. I hang out tough. I'm a real boss. Big Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he's so sharp. On the TV screen and in the magazines. If you pay me close, you want a red bean. Oh, you got a gun, so you want to pop back. AK-47, now, nigga, stop that. This is shoes. Now I'm on the move. Your family's crying. Now you on the news. They can't find you, and now they miss you. Must I remind you, I'm only here to twist you. Pistol whip you, dip you, then flip you, then dance to this motherfucking music we quit to. Subscribe, nigga, get your issue. Baby, come on, let me see how you get look. When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chanson and I'm over the best weed because I got it going home. here on the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show. Um, I wanted to get back to the aspect of getting involved with the NAACP. And on the fact sheet, I am going to read it because I don't remember all of everything, so I'm sure that it all gets said and understood. I'm going to read it. It says here, the Columbus, Ohio branch, and that's any other branch in your city or state, is a branch of National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. It was organized in February 18th of 1915 in the Spring Street branch of the YMCA. We're talking about the one here in Columbus, Ohio. The first purposes of the reason why, one of the reasons why that organization was put up, was to lobby in support of the Beatty Civil Rights Bill in Columbus, Ohio. And here in Columbus, Ohio, the NAACP branch began as a lobbyist organization and has revised its mission in order to maintain a vital presence in the Columbus, Ohio community. The Columbus, Ohio uh, NAACP mission is to advance the position of minority groups by all appropriate means, including combating any acts of discrimination against minority groups, while also working and increasing the level of economic, political, social, and educational empowerment. So it is reason for 
all that are minorities to get involved because they're right there. You have power. Power is the people. And without people, you have no power. And we know when you go into the court system and you're doing it alone and by yourself because the attorneys made the economy to help you and you got to go in there by yourself, that's the wrong thing because they will crush you because there's too many powers to be that be against you. So the best way to do it is to get involved in the NAACP and come together as one underneath one power and one voice, and I bet you justice will take place. So I want to go on, and I want to uh, reveal from the Columbus Dispatch here in Columbus, Ohio, about a judge, a judge by the name of Judge Tim Horton, who was elected in 2006. And this article came out about a week ago on a Tuesday and he talks about and it talks about how the judge treatment of of rape victims draw fire now what this article is saying is that the common pleas judge Tim Horton was judged of scolding two rape victims in his courtroom one was a 19 year old woman that was raped on a pool table with a knife to her her throat at a party in Grove 6007. Then weeks later, a 13-year-old boy was brought to the courthouse through a prosecutor by the judge to come and look the judge in his eye and explain why a might be spending the rest of his life for repeatedly molesting the boy when he was nine years old. Now, these things are still going on. Uh, It's still doing their job, as they say. And the dispatch says, (laughs) oh, boy. What did it say, Lordy, Miss Lordy? (laughs) It says that rape cases are often settled without trial so that the victims can avoid testifying and reliving the ordeal. And and that this judge is saying, oh, man, this is just really hard for me to even – even even talk because we don't we don't want to believe that you know our judges that are supposed to be in office elected to be insensitive or just because they have a seat. But when you hear this report, maybe you can make sense of it. Um, the dispatch says, but the Thomas Police Judge Tim Horton recently ordered two victims to appear in court in front of Vickers because he said he wanted to make sure that everyone understood the plea deals that had been worked out by attorneys. 
And one of the victims, as I had told you before, was a 13-year-old boy that was allowed to give a written statement through his mother. This is that the prosecutor went on and did a motion for this, this young boy not to come in and, and explain anything to the judge, but, you know, have his parents to be in cover for his son or her son in order to have a letter written of statement at least. Um, he says, another case, the young woman who began to break down on the witness stand and judge who has been a judge for three years scolded her. He said, quote, unquote, and according to court transcripts, he said, about two minutes here, if you don't gather yourself, I'm about to rip up this guilty plea and this man in front of you is about to walk. So I would do your very best to gather yourself. How about that? Well, I mean, that's horrible. Well, you know, Lordy, Miss Cardi, I mean, think about it. We're talking about Judge Tim Hortz. Obviously, he's in the wrong type, wrong uh, kind of business. He should have stuck with just making donuts. Now, I think his donuts are great. But but in all the seriousness, I, I I mean that judge must be crazy to well, come up with a to make up uh, some statement like that, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. What, what what do you think should happen? Should should he be ousted? Should should, should people vote him out of office? Well, let's put it like this: if you have a judge that that doesn't uh, at least admit, because we're trying to hold leaders accountable. We would be responsible and transparent in what they do. The job is to hold them accountable. And he said that he is holding himself accountable by saying that he tend to make this a trend. He said he is still evolving as a judge. Whoa. And I said evolving. I said uh, evolving. Now, I thought evolving came as you go to school and get this, get this, get this degree to become an attorney. You have seven years evolve to get your judgment right and get your wisdom. Right. And when you decide if you want to become a judge, you are now a judge to judge in good judgment because you have rooted and grounded with experience of dealing with people that are hurt, going through things in life, and your job is not only just to help them, but it's a charge. It's a charge to uphold the law and to do judgment, good judgment, you know, as an attorney. Now, if he's evolving, that means that he ain't finished being out of bail and that he needs more compassion. Do you agree? Well, not only do I uh, agree, uh, you know, with you, Lordy, Miss Clardy, on uh, that aspect, but I also want to add to this that uh, maybe Judge Horton needs to, uh, you know, roll up his sleeves and, and you know, experience the grassroots uh, c- communities and, uh, uh, you, you, you know, find out the uh, struggles that, you, you you know, women uh, go through and 
uh, terms of you, you know them being a person, uh, be, being a professional. You you know how 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 they involve as as mothers, as sisters, daughters. Wait a minute. Now we talking about males as well. You know, because yeah. in this case he has uh, scolded two two rape victims, male and female. We don't know if they were minority or or what. But the point of it is is that you know this is not happening just only in rape victims' cases, but this is happening with males as well as females, and that they are being victimized by those that have the authority under God, as they would say, with the law in their hand, to, to distribute law and justice with good judgment. What do you think? I mean, I, I do agree uh, on those aspects, Lordy Miss Clardy, but you know, at the same time, uh, I feel all judges, you, you know, before they become judges, uh, take some type of sensitivity uh, training, and you know, uh, understand you, you, you know, that all, all that all victims, all victims. Uh, needs uh justice and the care and respect that they uh uh truly needs they they don't need the sarcasm from uh judges because they're going to get a, a enough of that from uh the defendant when uh when he or she uh uh chooses to testify in court well judge Horton says that that the woman in that case was a plea he learned a lot from, and it's not his finest plea, um, which, again, that if you, uh, as you would say, had the sensitivity test as being an attorney, being out here in the field, uh, dealing with all types of people, you know, you usually when a person is charged to do to do a, a, a ministry, because I believe that uh, being an attorney, doing uh, being a judge, or any of those particular areas that 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 is supposed to deal with people, it's a ministry, and that they're supposed to have already in their heart after going through something themselves, not to become better, but to become uh, with full of compassion. That hey. If I've been through this, then everyone else has been through it. Somebody's been through something. So I cannot wait until I become, you know, on a level where I am now above my circumstances and I ain't got to deal with it no more and I forget who I am and, and say things that may not be good towards those that they're serving. They're supposed to be servers of the people, their servants. And this 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 advocate, uh well this victim's advocate was outraged for the reason why she went to the papers and for the reason why finally we are finally getting some light shed on about our judges and some attorneys and about the judicial system. Which that has 
been an issue ever since the mortgage fraud issues have been happening, raping the whole uh, uh, community here from Columbus, Ohio, to Cuyahoga County, Ohio. You know, the point of it is is that this has been going on forever in a day, and it's time, and it's good that this advocate that was outraged for her, her uh, 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 client, one of caller that she was helping, and to see this kind of behavior in our court system, in our courtroom, from our leaders that serve the public and serve the people, I find that it's high that such things be revealed. Because all it's going to do is we don't want to hurt them. What we want to do is the point that if this is not a plea bargain. These are people's lies. Now, law is law, and law is supposed to be delegated the way law says, not based upon your interpretation. It is good that this was exposed because now the word is out that there could be anybody that could tell because that's like having a watchdog watching over the people's interests and see somebody hurt them, especially you know, those that are servants of the public. We elected them in, and we, as the people, need to understand that we have the power, and they have to be accountable for the things. And I'm going to leave it there and turn it right back on over to you, Brother Blondie, and you can say what you want to say. And I will be quiet and wait until it's time for break. How about that? Oh, well, you, you, you. You know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, uh, you, you know, as far as uh, Judge Tim Horton, shame on you, brother. I mean, for you to even uh, make that statement. I, I, I wonder what you had told that 19-year-old rape victim that had she been a cop's daughter or 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 a judge's daughter or 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 a daughter of a, a politician. You 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 know uh, the judicial system. Uh, will show favoritism towards uh, certain type victims. Uh, you, you, you know, like they don't care about, you, you know, who gets raped or who gets shot and killed un- unless it hits home. Uh, it's, uh, you, you, you know, uh, their, their home only, the problem is, though, Lardy, Miss Clardy, they're not civilians. They're uh, officers of the court. They are set at a higher standard. Uh, they need to uh, do their job in which uh, they was elected to do. Uh, a lot of times, you you know, a judge becomes a judge because uh, they're uh, voted in. And you you know, having having said that, the uh, uh, Miss Carter, that's that that's the bottom line. I I feel about Judge Tim Horton. Ain't no sense of trying to read the rest of the article. I just wanted to meet of it and to understand what his thoughts was on it and what happened to the two that for his reasoning for even speaking the way that he did. Um, we're going to go on to a break right now. I am going to ask again a question to you. Have you ever victimized or defrauded? Have you been falsely accused or victimized by the judicial system, the same system we could get help from? 
Do you think false accusers get protection from the court system? What can be done about it? If you have said yes to all of the above questions, get on the line and tell us about it at 347-884-8684. We will be right back. She take my money when I'm in need. Yes, yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That did on me. Oh. She me mom. I ain't seen she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke niggas. I ain't seen she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke niggas. You damn girl gon' head you down. You damn girl gon' head you down. You damn girl gon' head you down. You damn girl gon' do I'm in a attitude sublime with a baby with the crown under her underarm. Yeah, I can you rock. I can tell by your charm. Father, girl, you got a clock. I can tell by your charm and your arm, but I'm looking for the one. Have you seen her? My tracker told me she have an aspect to Rena, Trina, Zena, for Lopez, for kids. And I got to take all they bad asses. Your kids, okay, these your kids. But then they got their friends. I'm going to spend the pen. They all got a pen. They all went to den. And then I had to say, if you're fucking with the girl, then you better be paid. You know why? Take too much to touch her. From what I heard, she got a baby, my buster. My best friend said she used to fuck with Usher. I don't care what none of y'all say. I still love her. I ain't saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke niggas. I ain't saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke niggas. You damn girl, gon' head, get down. You damn girl, gon' head, get down. You damn girl, gon' head, get down. You damn girl, gon' head. 18 years, 18 years, you got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. You say your mama car crib is bigger than he is. You would see him on TV any given Sunday when the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money. She went to the doctor got Lyco with your money. You walk around looking like Mike with your money. Then they got that insured Geico for your money. If you ain't no punk, holler, we want freedom. We want freedom. It's something that you need to have. So when she leave your ass, she gon' leave with half. 18 years, 18 years. And on the 18th birthday, found out it wasn't his. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Uh, now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Uh, you damn girl gon' head get down. Uh, you damn girl gon' head get down. You damn girl gon' head get down. Uh, Girl, I'm saying you a gold digger, you got knees. You don't want to do the smoke, but it can't buy weed. You go out and eat, you can't pay, y'all can't leave. If this is in the back, you got to roll up your sleeves. But while y'all watching, he going to make it through with bands out of that. He got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes. The squeaky mop the floor next week is a prize. So keep my side. I know we do all of you here, that's nice. And it's going to be falling and trying, but you stay right. Girl, and when you get on, you leave your ass for a white girl. You damn girl, gon' head you down. 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 Brother Bobby, who was that playing? What's oh. the name of the song? 
Oh, boy, that was an up and song right there, telling the truth about something. Oh, yes, uh, you just uh, <laughs> heard the sounds of Kane West featuring Jamie Foxx and Gold Digger. You know, yeah, I mean, it, uh, if, no, I'm just kidding. If I'm you, just, uh, if I you, mean, everybody have their way of, you know, getting money, I guess. You know, just, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Yeah, well... Well, if you notice, uh, Jamie Foxx was using his award, his Academy Award-winning Ray Charles uh, voice as uh, you, you know, he was uh, singing uh, "Go Digger." But, but again, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, I do have a purpose of playing this type of uncut music because if if we're going to expose uh, judicial fraud, I want to expose all of it. Well, that's a good uh, thing. Uh, all of that's it. That's a whole idea. I mean, well grounded. I mean, if uh, I mean, hey, if you want this type of music to end, you don't like uh, men de- degrading women and talk about guns, <laughs> drugs, and all that, then give us a second chance on employment, <laughs> and you can end this this type of hip hop. I I I I wouldn't have to play it. Lord knows, Lordy Miss Quality wouldn't have to be cringing as he as he hears me. That's not fair. But but they have stereotypes against you know ministers at work. You know that's really doing God's job and really putting it out there where people can see that there's nothing. That 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 is wrong with what you do. It's just how you do it. You know. I mean, you know, it's it's a senseless thing to sit up and try to to preach at you about some sermon, and then you know, and then go home and beat their wife. Remember uh, Juanita Bynum? Yeah, and Bishop uh, Thomas <laughs> Weeks. About that now, no. now Juanita, You know, I, I, I love you, girl. We understand, but see, we need to 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 keep it real because. Things happen all the time, and God is not just the God of, 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 of come on, let's all get together and be in harmony, but as we know it, it's Ecclesiastes speak about, you know, there's a time for everything, and so you've got to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and understand God as who he is. Because things happen, but just because we sitting up here with the road on or, or that we up there on the system, you know, and we trying to give this, we trying to we trying to make it look like that. We don't go through things, you know. We go through things, and it is our charge to keep it real, so that the people can continue to come and give you support while you're giving them support. As I had told when before. My time had came to become an ordained minister, you know, a pastor, as you call it. And you know, I, 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 I don't have no shame. Jesus is out here on in the field, you know, before church building was built, and he was trying to pull together to stand up and also to, to, to be confident in themselves and to make change for themselves, you know. Also, he want you to know that, you know, salvation was already given, but you've got to believe it, you've got to think it, you know it, you've got to walk it, you know, and that you're victorious in any area that you may be victimized in. People 
to a certain level in life that you can never get victimized anymore. But that's that's why we call it fraud, y'all. You know, and 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 it, it needs to come out that it doesn't matter how from the womb to the grave you will always have some type of victimization in your life. That whole is what perspective of thinking will you have with it? Will you be bitter and blame the world for everything and become a nuisance in society? Or that you can turn it around and make it a positive thing and show that people can be overcomers and that they got to see where the examples are, though. You know, we all are processing as we evolve, as the judge called, into being better, meaningful, and purposeful people in life. You know, I don't think that Jesus was trying to, you know, uh, make nobody look bad. He just was real. And he wanted everybody to know that they have a second life to make it right. Everybody has that chance. Now, I may not be talking from the word for the word that is in the Bible, but if you out here, minister, seeing it and walking it and been involved in it and come out of it and still be able to do God's business, there's nothing wrong with you. We all are going through. We all fall, but we get up. Yeah. I mean, and, you you, you know, all that is with uh Good with uh, wisdom, and you, 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 you know, as as we uh, uh, honor you, you know, as of course June, the 30th anniversary of Black Music Month, and uh, as I, I wanted to uh, uh, some, you, you know, very important, uh, uh, you, you know, festivities that's going on uh, right now uh, uh, for those who live in Columbus, Ohio. You can go to Franklin Park right now and uh, uh, catch uh, Juneteenth. I will be at uh, Juneteenth uh, to tomorrow afternoon to check out that old school concert to see uh, uh, Zap. Uh, you and of course the late Rick James uh, old school group uh, Stone City Band is uh, going to be fun. And not to mention uh, tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. At uh, 899 East Brawl Street is our Black Anti-Defamation Council meeting as we will be celebrating our six-year anniversary of existence. And you'll see yours truly, Brother Blondie. Thank you, Brother Blondie, for that, for that announcement. Um, the NAACP here in Columbus, Ohio, also has a court watch program. This needs to be instituted in every area, in every state with the NAACP on an international level if they got it, so that there will be people that will go in to make sure that the leaders are doing their job. They, they, they also have that program which they contain following components in it, which is to educate the citizens about processes used to appoint and select prosecutors and judges. They also have in there educated uh, citizens about procedures used to sanction or remove these government uh, employees for improper conduct. Uh, 
Uh, also, you as a watcher can go in and examine the charging decisions and plea bargains to detect whether overcharging is used. But this is just another way of being a checks and balance, checks and balance, and being a watchdog. We're not trying to kill them up in there. We just want them to do their job as we're elected to do. And so I believe that every NAACP should have a court watch program so that people can come aboard and be useful to their communities as being members of the NAACP. Um, and we're going to take up this time, and we will be back. And this information that I want to share with you is on the topic of victimization and fraud, and it's by yours truly, Ms. Clardy. I think I've got some information that will help you to think out what is victimization and what is fraud. We will be right back. Put the rest. So I just swallow my best and holler, fuck them. And if I'm next, 
to slay that nigga step with something. I ain't fearing nothing. Young and thug and poor people busting the best my destiny. Ready for right up and see you niggas can't get stuff left to me. Hold me down, definitely. No need for ass. Now we mad. Stop the beat. Cause when I bust them, they gon' shiver. The killers, my soldiers got bodies floating in the river. What is they saying? Talking about playing. They need to stop. That ain't gon' help. These niggas playing up my blood. Take my red. And violence and 
you know, glorifying, uh, you know, beating up the police or law enforcement. Well, you know, Tupac Shakur was the first to say, well, you talking about us, let's look at our history. America's the violent one. You you know, we wasn't lynching anybody uh, back in the day. We wasn't beating up anybody just because of the color of their skin. And also keep in mind back in the day of, you know, uh, law enforcement and the judicial uh, system, uh, African-Americans always had a history, Lardy Miss Cardi, of coming together when it comes to uh, police being violent against African-Americans, whether they're male or female. And, you know, that's what I meant by, you, you know, way before we even did a show on judicial fraud, uh, uh, you you know, way before Lardy Miss Guardian, you you know, way before Brother Blondie became Brother Blondie, I was still known as Jam Master J back in '91 and '92. Uh, uh, Tupac Shakur uh, spoke on this stuff, and you know, like I said, even though it's graphic and uh, you know, not cool to play on mainstream uh radio, he did send a loud message which reached a lot of young African-American children at that time. Uh, You know, he was a great ambassador for uh, hip-hop at the time uh, before his death on Friday the 13th in 1996. Hey, y'all, y'all got to love Brother Blondie. Boy, he's like a historian. I mean, full of history. And he's such a good researcher, and boy, can he remember that music. Uh, definitely, you know, I could, he, he's, he's a great partner, especially in what it is that we just right here on the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show. And I want to get back to you about the topic that I said I wanted to about. And that, that topic was victimization and fraud. What is victimization, and what is fraud? Let's talk about it. Let's first define what is victimization, what it consists of, and what does it mean. According to the Encarta Dictionary, English version for North America, it says, victimization is the singling out of an individual or a people by use of oppression, to dominate harshly, to subject a person or a people to, to a harsh or cruel form of domination, inflicting stress on somebody to be a source of worry, stress or trouble to somebody, to use pressure by taking away something, to coerce somebody into something, to where the person feels like they have no way out of their circumstance, and the only way out is to submit to be persecuted unfairly, to be harassed, to be discriminated against, whether by economics or by race. I said victimization is predatory. It means to premeditate on who to harass or bully. 
Now we want to know what is fraud. What does it consist of? What does it mean? Fraud is a crime of cheating somebody. The crime of obtaining money or some other business by deliberate deception. Fraud is predatory. It means to premeditate on whom to steal from or purposely lie to, whether it's an individual, certain class of people, or the public in general. Now, to go on, I want to say that victimization and fraud is paramount right here in America. Ranging from the pulpit, personal of others, rendering people services from one or more organizations, governmental agencies. Victimization and fraud has caused fear, low self-esteem, and low confidence levels in our society, mainly because no one has stood up to seek a way to explain issues that surround the problem. We're going to give you a for instance. Sally is a homemaker. And she has a man in her life, and she is in love with him. One day this man wakes up and beats the crap out of her for whatever his reasons for doing it. And he tells her that he is her God, and he's going to put her down. Now, how should Sally react? Do anybody want to jump in on this? How would Sally react to that? Ooh. <laughs> As, uh... How should she react to it? Well, you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, she should take the proper procedures. What's the proper procedures? Well, you know, one of the proper procedures is always take legal action. Now, you know, finding the best lawyer or the most affordable lawyer, you know, that part uh, can always be hard for a Sally. But as long as Sally continues to take legal action, but not just take legal action, it's one thing to take legal action, Lardy, Miss Clardy, it's another thing to stick with it. You know, a lot of people would take legal action at first, and then they want to be wishy-washy, oh, I want to I wanna do it all. No, I don't want to do it. I, oh, maybe I can't. Maybe I should. What should I do? No, you can't do that. If you're going to take legal action and you want justice and you want to stand up, speak up, and speak out, then you got to go all the way. Don't just half step. I mean, do it. I mean, you got to, when, when you deal with the judicial system, you got to have a Nike mentality at all times when it just simply says, just. Do it. Okay, now y'all have heard that from Brother Blondie. I will go on just to say, it, you know, the proper procedures would be to kick him out and try to, or to try to talk to him. So you can pray about it, or you can do one of the other things that Brother Blondie said: put him in jail and leave him. Which uh, there is no appropriate way to deal with such issue because. Never, never anybody know uh, when they're going to get victimized. All of a sudden thing, and it takes uh, a certain amount of, of power to overcome out, you know, because it is 
my my woman, you know, uh, you know, hitting on me, not be talking about it, or or the, uh, vice versa. But you know, you never would think that it will become, you know, a, a serious crime after it's all over with. But you never know what you may do. But the easiest thing to do is, is to reach out for help for someone to help you to get out of the situation, whatever that it may be. Uh, that's what our judicial system is for. Um, uh, they are the highest in the land that makes decisions. And, um, and according to, you know, the books and education that they have uh, read, um, some of this is, well, all of it really is based off of the God that we say we serve under the laws. Now, we have natural laws, but we also have spirit laws. And I believe that they go hand in hand. So I truly that, you know, you're going through something, make sure that you uh, get somebody to help you to get out of it. All right? You know, now let's go farther on. Let's look at the corporation under, under fraud. Okay? You just had your house taken from you. Not because you didn't pay your mortgage on time, but because they premeditated and lied to take your home by using pseudo liens that were attached to your home without you knowing about it. And you learned about it in foreclosure proceedings, but it's too late. You your home behind it. What should you do? Would you go get an attorney? What if the attorneys you saw all said the case is too complicated? They can't help. What would you do? Would you run the risk to learn the knowledge of law and investigate the case to learn who walled in on taking of your home and fight to expose what really happened with your home and who did it or lose your confidence, self-esteem, and integrity because you were afraid to fight all together. You might want to say something on that, Brother Blondie. Maybe what would you do? Well... Being that I'm in Columbus, Ohio, I would definitely log on to www.abc6onyourside.com and make sure I get in contact with Tom Bosco or pick up that phone at area code 614-481-6672 and ask for Tom Bosco because he's an expert, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, on uh, these uh, type of frauds that, uh, you you know, they take advantage of the victim who doesn't have your, let's say, Lardy, Miss Clardy, your criteria in terms of going to the library and research and do uh, all the uh, 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 paperwork. And it's, it's those type of situations that the judicial system and, uh, Housing authorities, they, they they take advantage uh, of that stuff. But as you being the watchdog, as you being the uh, member of families and victims of fraud, as you being the female con- convener of the Black Anti-Defamation Council, and as you being the host of the Lardy Miss Clardy blog talk radio show, which I feel is the number one, talk show on the blog talk uh, radio. It's our duty 
uh, Wendy, to let these people know they always have options, and there's always uh, agencies that can uh, help you. But in order for the agencies, in order for Lardy Miss Clardy or uh, Brother Blondie or Tyrone Thomas, the president of the Black Anti-Defamation Council, the only way anybody can help you, and I, I, I know it sounds uh, funny, but I am serious. People, you got to use your common sense and pick up the damn phone and ask for help. If you don't do it, ain't nobody going to help you. And keep, there's an old saying, closed mouths don't get fed. You feel me, sister? Well, you heard it from Brother Tommy. I told you he has a cutting edge on the talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to tame him, y'all, but get time you go, you can just let it all hang out. So just love him. Love the way, but he's coming at you hard with something real. So, you know, hold your breath and, you know, put get some water to put out the fire, okay? You know, now, we're going to go on and see what can we do to solve victimization and fraud. Now, you didn't hear, uh, you know, the the, the opposite of, you know, of a, you didn't hear, you know, what can be done on it. Now, we want to find out what can we do to solve victimization and fraud. I said, number one, get educated. Go to a seminar, a workshop to learn more about victimization and fraud. Face the enemies that did it to you. There is nothing like exposing them. You will have healed the wounds that caused you to blame the world. Number three, read, 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 and become literate. Some people don't like to read, and for this reason, individuals get taken advantage of. Become more involved in your community on a grassroots level. I say it again, I can't stress it as much as I am. N-A-A-C-P, where more people... One voice, more power. Five, be a voice for the people that can't speak for themselves. Don't be afraid. Do demonstrations to get attention. But somebody will listen to you. Expose the situation at all costs, no matter who did it. Victimization and fraud is paramount in America. America, stand up, speak up, and speak out. Is fraud in its paramount in America, ranging from predatory lending to rendering services. So we're talking about you could be victimized on any level because we have people that are in in leadership and in offices, and we don't know who will do right or who will do wrong. But when you find out, get involved. Become a watchdog in your community. 
stand up, speak up, and speak out against victimization and fraud, you have the right to remain silent. But I propose to you this day, stand up, speak up, and fight to have the right to life, liberty, and to have the pursuit of happiness. And now, I guess we will reflect on that and go to another break, and we will be right back. They claim that I'm violent Just cause I refuse to be silent These hypocrites are having bitch Cause I'm not buying it, defying it Envious because I will rebel against Any oppressor and bitches know the self-defense I show no mercy, they claim that I'm a lunatic But when this shit gets sick, I'm the one you're going to get Don't look confused, the truth is so plain to see Cause I'm a nigga that you sell out brother say to me And every deep and every talk, brother softest I'm never ignorant, getting goes accomplished Underground railroad holding up rock. This time the truth's getting told, holding up rock. I throw the fight back and back for society. If this is violence, then violence what I gotta be. If you investigate, you'll find out where it's coming from. Look to our history, America's the violent one. Unlike my brain, break the chains of your misery. This time the case that for evil shit you did to me. They call me militant, racist, cause I will resist. You wanna sit to something, motherfucker, this it is. My words are weapons and I'm stepping till I'm silent. Waking up the man, but you claim that I'm violent. <laughs> Can't stand me, but they can't touch me. Call me a dope man, cause I rock dope beat. That's why the police didn't have my ID. I said, excuse me, why you trying to block me? He had the nerve to say I had a curse. Get out the car, all I hurt you. So here I go, I better make my mind up. Pick my nine up, or pick my line up. I told the beat, that's it to the street. The first time grab me, the other rip my feet. They grab my homie and they threw him to the concrete. They tried to frame me. They tried to say I had some dope in the black seat. But I'm a black fiend, not a black fiend. My homie fat, he tried to front. I heard a bullet fly from the top gun. My homie dropped, so I hit the cop. I kept swinging, yeah, I couldn't stop. Before I knew what I was beating, the cops sent me. The other cop, the attorney was defensive. Now I'm against this cop who was rampant, giving him a taste. I'm taking places and all this Cause the pecker who was trying his frame up But I came up, now they claiming that I'm proud <laughs> <laughs> 
top, I heard a gun click. Been the gun shot, but I wasn't hit. I turned around, it was my homie with the gun in hand. He shot the cop, now he's the dead man. I said, come on, it's time for us to get away. They call for backup, and they'll be on their way. Jump in the car and try to get away quick. The car wouldn't start. We in deep shit, so we jumped out. We drove a little way, thinking that we got far. But I looked up, and all I saw was blue light. If I got a knife, dying in a gunfight. I grabbed the AK, my homie took the 12 dead. Load them up quick, it's time for us to sweat. We'll shoot them up with their own fucking wet. And when we do spray it, then we set. This is a lesson to the red next to cooking cops. You fuck with real niggas, you should fuck it ass up. So here we go. The police against us, drop the gun, waiting for the gun to bust. What's next? I don't know, and I don't care. What's it for show? Tomorrow I won't be there. But if I go, I'm taking all these folks with me. That's me a clip, shit. Now come and get me. You want to sweat me? Never get me to be silent. Giving them a reason. A reason to claim that I'm silent. <laughs> Check it out and get the shot. 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 
it where you meet me, guaranteed to go down. Meet me in the trail, it's going down. Meet me in the mall, it's going down. Meet me in the club, it's going down. Either where you meet me, guaranteed to go down. Young John, it is strikes again. It's a Playmaker. All right, that was is going down. Meet me in the halls. Meet me in the mall. <laughs> Meet me in wherever it's going down. So, brother Blondie, you know, I wanna I wanna apologize for you know the continuous, but time is good just to let let some of the music, you know, and hear what brother Blondie who does all of the music selections. And, you know, for some odd reason, I can't remember the name of anything. So, you know, I'll leave that to yours truly, your co-host, Brother Blondie. Brother Blondie, who was those particular music that you played uh, or by? Well, uh, you got the one song, right, that's going down. That's uh, by Atlanta Georgia's very own Young Jock. Uh, The song you heard from that was from the... 1994 motion picture soundtrack, New Jersey Drive. That was Dwight Myers, a.k.a. Heavy D, or as he will always put it, Dilly, 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 and uh, uh, check it out. Uh, uh, one quick note about Heavy D, Lardy, Miss uh, Clardy, he's 200 pounds lighter. And uh, so, to, to, you know, it just goes to show, you, you know, if he can knock it off along with the late Luther Vandross, uh, anybody can. Uh, a quick reminder, uh, you know, for those who has uh, cable next Sunday at 8 o'clock is the BET Awards hosted by Jamie Foxx. Uh, you know, everybody's up for nominations, but what's most important, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, and this probably be my mom's biggest moment of watching the BET Awards. The, yeah, that's interesting. the OJs are this year's Lifetime Achievement winners. Wow. Well, that's a good thing. They've been doing since they were two. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they've uh, they've been in business 51 years now, uh, Lord and Miss Claudia. So, so that's so, a uh, Lifetime Achievement. Uh, yeah, yes, and uh, you know the lead singer of the OJs, Eddie Levert, he just turned uh, 67 this past Tuesday, who, by the way, once shared the exact same birthday as the late Tupac Shakur. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something to think about right there. So, you know, we, we, we really, really had a great time this evening. We are now down at 17 to the remaining hour of power the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show. And if you have been falsely been victimized or frauded, if you have been victimized by your own court system where you have been for help, don't forget to not give us a call at 347-884-8684. Even if you want to share a view about something or you want to 
to or a comment or you know just a solution to the problem. We need help. We're not. Or sometimes we think we're alone, and we're not. And you know, there's so many things that are going on in this life, and in this life, there's going to be many more things to happen. And we need to gather people. We need to stick together. You know, not just to hurt. You know, our leaders for sometimes uh, avoiding to do the right thing or overlooking certain situations. But sometimes we just need to let them know as a tug and little reminder, we love you, but keep it right because we're going through because of whatever it may be that we don't have anything to do with. We hired you in to do a job. We elected you in to do what you said you was going to do, and our job is to hold you accountable. And so with people, you know, we have power. And as they always said, together we're united and divided we fall. And so my whole idea of conducting this live show on victimization and fraud is to share some of the some of the hardships that we all go through with you, whether it's through guests being with us or sharing it over an article that we've read, or or just giving our personal views on a certain situation, or even telling you about our life. You know, we're just saying that we're just keeping it real and we need you to, uh, to view us as a show that you can uh, come to and, and talk about it and let's be real. You know, um, we love you. You know, we're out here in the community and we see what's going on, even when it comes to our own lives and our own families, you know. Um, we're soldiers in the north, and we're fighting the cause, and we won't stop until justice rings. And so I am very blessed that Blog Talk Radio Show has given me the opportunity to share these views and, 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 and issues, you know, because they don't, they don't necessarily have to allow me to be on and tape it or nothing. But the point is, is that they gave the opportunity. And, you know, I want to thank Blog Talk Radio Show and all of its uh, programmers that have uh, helped to keep this, this Blog Talk running. This is for everybody that's, that's doing their thing on blogradio.com. You know, we appreciate you. And I just want to give a shout-out and a thank Blog Talk radio.com. Thank you very much for allowing us to have a place here on the Blog Talk Radio Show, and thank you for allowing this show to exist. And with that, Brother Blondie, do you have anything you want to say? Yes. Uh, for one, I want to give congratulations. Uh, you, you, you know, yes, we spend, you know, most of the two hours, you know, talking about, uh, you, you know, the problems that we face. But, you know, when someone does good, I want to con- uh, congratulate. And I personally, Lardy Miss Clardy, want to congratulate 
your son, Zachariah Brown, for choosing not to be one of the 4.2 million American teenagers who dropped out of high school last year. He he uh, uh, got his uh, the, the diploma, it shows his uh, the, the determination, shows his uh, uh, greatness in uh, life, and, 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 you know, and the uh, data that I gave you about the 4.2, that, that came from uh, CNN.com uh, because, you know, uh-huh. last year uh, 4.2 million Americans uh, uh, dropped out of high school, and, and a lot of them have said they are afraid to go to school because, you know, being picked on or, or, or you know, being bullied and, and all those uh, type things. And, and, you know, why we always – stress the issue for children to get the best proper education, it's very important for our children to be safe as well uh, in the schools. We, we, we know that, uh, you, you know, not so much students, but teachers as well can uh, sometimes be cruel, sometimes be stereotyping, uh, Sometimes judgmental. I, I I know teachers' eyes pop up and their jaws drop if 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 an Asian gets a T on on a uh, test paper. But we we can't be uh, doing those type things. And you know, I too not only want to thank Blog Talk uh, Radio for you know giving us the opportunity, but I personally want to thank you, Wendy, for giving me the uh, opportunity of being a co-host after uh, 13 seasons of being a uh, talk show uh, participant on uh, such shows like uh, Express Yourself, Straight Talk Live, Front Street, uh, uh, <laughs> you, you know, Street Soldiers. You, you know, you've given me the opportunity to voice my opinion for a whole two hours as opposed to calling in and voice my opinion for 25, 30 seconds. Uh, you, you know, it gives me a chance to uh, uh, express uh, myself in uh, my own kind of way, the, the yin and the yang, as you put it, or uh, good cop, bad cop. And, you, you know, the thing is, uh, from the bottom of, uh, my heart uh, to you and to all of the listeners who tune in the uh, Blog Talk uh, Blog Talk Radio. I love you. I mean, I, I I love the fact that you tune in and listen. I I love the fact that you give us the opportunity to uh, uh, address the issues. And, and you know, we don't d- discriminate. Uh, you know, me and Lardy Miss Clardy here, we're experts enough and experienced enough to know that fraud comes in all shapes and sizes and uh, uh, races. We we know what's uh, going on. And I want to give one more uh, personal uh, statement, Lardy Miss Clardy, and this attains Barack Obama. And I can speak on this because I did vote for the man. Now, Mr. President, now he's the first president I ever said, Mr. President, all the other presidents I called by their first names. But uh, to President Obama, 
I understand that you have a lot on your plate in terms of the bailout, in terms of health care. I know you want to look out for GM and Ford and Chrysler, and that's all fine and dandy. But please, I am begging you, do not forget those innocent black victims in New Orleans, Louisiana, who to this day are still homeless and still living under huts and tuts and tents and all that type stuff from Hurricane Katrina. You you, you know, FEMA, where's, where's all the money people had uh, donated? We, you, you know, Obama, I'm not getting on you saying that uh, you're, you're not doing this, but please focus uh, a little bit more on those Hurricane Katrina victims. And I, with that, I'm getting back to you, Lardy, Ms. Clardy. Thank you, Brother Blondie. Um, and I would like to also say for uh, President Barack Obama, uh, you know, I know that you have a lot that you have to uh, look at and things to consider uh, now that you sit in the seat that the people have elected you to be in. Um, but the ear is down here on the very grassroots level where there are all types of things that are happening to uh, those people. I want to thank you for encouraging all of us to uh, have a voice, um, to, to let things be known. Um, I'm not saying that, that you said it by those words. But in the ter interpretation as following you, this is what has happened to me. It encouraged me to get an organization started called Families and Victims of Fraud, and it has encouraged me to get a blog talk radio show and talk on some of the issues that are happening right here in Columbus, Ohio, and for those that want to also share from their state can also come to this forum and get heard as well. So President Barack Obama, we love you and thank you for the encouragement and generation that you have given millions of us uh, uh, in order to overcome uh, our situation and know that we can do it too. And as best we can, I'd say, yes, we did. And so therefore, you know, I am encouraging everybody to, to, to get involved in something that is going to be a purpose, uh, that is going to change the lives of others, and including your own. Because sometimes, you know, the problem could be so big that we don't got time to buy because we think that we're trying to help our own selves. But sometimes if you were just going ahead and help others that may be going through, it will help you to forget about what you are going through because you see someone else's hurts and their needs that need to be met. And by that, your needs will be met and your circumstances will be healed because you thought of another before, you know, uh, instead of thinking about the circumstances that you've gone through. Sometimes it takes being involved in something positive while you're going through the negative in order to see the positive in the end. And we are reporting right here at 
the Lardy Miss Clardy Block Talk Radio Show, and we are very, very, very glad that we are here to discuss the issues. Uh, just remember that the NAACP is a way to go. Um, this is how you get your demonstrations, and this is how you get things solved. They said the NAACP says that their objective is to, is that administration. We're talking about right here how is um, uh, this administration of the Columbus NAACP believe to serve the community? We must have a disciplined course of action. Therefore, we have created a strategic plan with formulated objectives to increase the membership, increase youth participation, ensure educational quality, and increase sponsorship. And when you think of empowerment, think of Columbus NAACP. And I'm sure that all other NAACPs have this same formulated concept. And I, I will say that it is a very good organization to become involved in. Become involved so that you can have the power of the people. Be blessed, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is now going to play us a nice song for reflection for this evening's uh, conversation. I will be back next week on the Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time to talk about whatever that you want to talk about. Until then, have a blessed evening. Yeah, this goes out to all the pirates and pirates. We got this booty club going. Come on, everybody sing. Like that, black, fat, like that. Got friends, honey, I try get born up a t-